Hey there and welcome. Can you believe it's episode 8 of the official Mountain West Basketball Podcast? Well, it's here, and I'm your host, Matt Neverett. This week, we're joined for three questions by Fresno State women's head coach Jamie White as the Bulldogs enjoy a midweek bye, and we'll take a look at the early week slate of action on both the men's and women's side of the Mountain West Conference. But before we do, don't forget to download the free Mountain West streaming app on your phone, TV, or tablet. You can watch live or on-demand games when you want from home or on the go. The Mountain West app is your home for all things Mountain West and is available on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, Android TV, and both Apple and Android phones. You can watch your favorite Mountain West team when you want, where you want. Download the Mountain West app today. The Mountain West has never been more competitive or tight standings-wise as it has been this year with carnage top to bottom all across the league all season long. As it stands now, the conference has six teams in the top 40 in the net ratings and six of the top 42 teams as rated by Ken Palm. As the season quickly winds to a close. Utah State and Boise State are in a tie for first place at 11-4 in conference play, with San Diego State just a half game back at 11-5. Both Nevada and UNLV sport a 10-5 mark as the Silver State rivals are both a full game ahead of New Mexico at 9-6. Colorado State comes into this week at 8-8 in the Mountain West. Wyoming behind them at 6-9. Fresno State is 4-11, while Air Force and San Jose State are 2-13 and 2-14 in conference play, respectively. Every team but New Mexico was in action on the men's side this Tuesday, and it was number 20 San Diego State kicking off the conference action with a 72-64 win over San Jose State at Viejas Arena. It was the 13th straight win for the Aztecs over the Spartans, and it was led by Jaden Ledee's 11th double-double of the year as he bolstered his case for a potential Mountain West Player of the Year award with the performance. Ledee's 27 points, including 21 of them in the first half, along with his 11 rebounds, were supplemented by Elijah Saunders' 10 points. Saunders was the only other Aztec to record double-digit points in the win. San Jose State heads to Las Vegas this weekend to take on UNLV, and Brian Dutcher's squad enjoys the upcoming weekend bye before taking on the Runnin' Rebels in Vegas next Tuesday. Speaking of, the Scarlet and Gray of UNLV invaded Arena Auditorium in Wyoming as the roadside looked to continue their conference-best winning record. The double-A was treated to a classic in this one. The Cowboys trailed by double digits in the second half, but came storming back and forced overtime in a game that featured six ties and four lead changes overall. Caleb Boone and Rob Whaley Jr. then took over in the overtime period for the Rebels, combining to score 13 of their 14 points in a 14-9 OT advantage and a 75-69 final. While Boone posted his first double-double of the year with 24 points and 12 boards, the game really changed for good. On a Whaley drive and dunk in the bonus period, the big man hammered home a slam that would give UNLV the overtime lead that they would never relinquish. Whaley drives, Whaley underneath, oh, baby dunk, and a foul, a blocking foul on Manyau. John Sandler on ESPN 1100 Las Vegas with the call, and yes, Whaley did make the and one free throw. But that was not the only overtime game around the Mountain West Tuesday night. Number 22 Utah State needed extra time to fend off Fresno State in Fresno, but held on to remain in the top 25 with a 77-73 win. The only reason the game was even in overtime originally was a heroic last-second bank shot from long range in the waning seconds of regulation from Darius Brown, attempting to tie the game at 65. Here comes Darius Brown. Pump fakes the three. The shot is up. Good! He banked it in with 1.3 left. And Utah State 
State just sent this to overtime. That's Scott Gerrard on Learfield. Brown's night wasn't done from three-point range just yet at that point either. Even though he posted a career-high 11 rebounds along with his 15 points, his three-point shooting was the highlight of his stat line that included a go-ahead tray with 34 seconds left in overtime. The Aggies led from there on out. Brown near the elbow. Takes the three. Right wing. Yes! There you go, Darius Brown! Oh, yes, a huge three by Darius Brown. The veteran delivers again. From the United States Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, a dominant performance from visiting Boise State was led by an equally dominant performance from their big man, Tyson Dagenhart. In a 79-48 second-half runaway, Dagenhart posted a game-high 21 points, including a hot start doing what he does best, getting to the basket. Dagenhart... Moving his way into the paint, spins, floats it to the glass. Good, Degenhart with nine. You might recognize the voice of Bob Beeler, who had the call on Learfield. Despite holding just a two-point halftime lead, the Broncos rallied during a 17-1 stretch in the second half, grinding out a 51-22 second-half advantage. The win ties Boise State for first in the Mountain West with Utah State, and the 20th win of the year overall marks the third consecutive season Leon Rice has led the Broncos to 20 or more wins. And in a night that featured a pair of overtime games around the Mountain West, the craziest finish of the night was thanks to the Nevada Wolfpack, who were playing on the road in Fort Collins. Colorado State and the visiting pack were all knotted up at 74 with two and a half seconds left in regulation, and Nevada drew up a play coming out of a timeout for Jared Lucas, who had a career game. We'll allow Wolfpack play-by-play man John Ramey to explain what happened next. Foster moves laterally. Comes to Lucas at three-quarters court. Lucas at half court. Lucas at the horn. He got it! Lucas puts it in for the win! Stunned silence at Moby. Jared Lucas beats the horn and vanquishes the Rams. 77-74. Lucas not only handed Colorado State its first home loss in conference play, but turned in a stellar performance while doing so, scoring a game-high 23, including a 3-of-5 performance from beyond the arc, and in some cases, way beyond the arc. Win number 23 on the season surpasses Nevada's win total from last year, and the victory tied them with their in-state rival UNLV for fourth in the conference. Remember, the top five seeds in the upcoming conference tournament get that coveted first round bye. Also, single-session tickets as well as all-session tickets are now on sale for the 2024 Mountain West Men's and Women's Basketball Championships, being played March 10th through the 16th at the Thomas & Mack Center in Las Vegas. You can purchase your tickets at themw.com. The women's tournament begins Sunday, March 10th, and runs through Wednesday, March 13th, while the men's side tips off with first-round action on Wednesday, March 13th, and culminates with championship Saturday on March the 16th. All 11 women's and men's teams will compete in the Mountain West basketball tournaments, with the winners earning the league's automatic berth into the NCAA tournaments. Once again, visit themw.com to purchase your single-session tickets today. Nevada and Colorado State also squared off this week on the women's side of Mountain West play, as the five-game slate of action Wednesday night got started in Fort Collins. No last-second rainmaker to close this one out, although the Rams' 54-51 win wasn't without a little drama. The home side led from the start of the fourth quarter on, but Nevada came within a bucket before the final buzzer stopped the comeback bid. Big day for Hannah Ronsick, who turned in a game-high 15 points, including 5 of 8 shooting from 3. The Pack will look to break their 3-game losing streak at the pit in Albuquerque against New Mexico this Saturday, while the Rams head to San Jose State to take on the Spartans next. The Lobos trailed San Diego State late in the pit on Wednesday night, but launched a late-game surge to come from behind and defend the home court in a 66-63 win. 
Nia Wilson helped the Lobos improve to 20-9 overall and 11-5 in conference with a 19.8 rebound performance to stay alone in second place as a team behind UNLV in the conference. Having won four of their last five games and six of nine, New Mexico plays host to Nevada in a must-win game for seeding purposes next, while San Diego State will try to pull off an upset on the road against nationally ranked UNLV. The number 24 Lady Rebels had a tough matchup against Boise State on their hands this week as the Broncos limited the back-to-back conference tournament champions to just eight points in the opening quarter. But 24th-ranked UNLV was able to mount a mighty comeback despite trailing by as many as six with eight minutes left, using a 10-0 scoring run in the fourth to hold on in a 63-57 comeback win over the Broncos. The newly minted regular season champions shot 50% from the field in the second half and improved to 25-2 overall and 15-1 in league play. Boise State hosts Air Force this weekend, and the Falcons will enter the matchup with some momentum after an 85-46 drubbing of Utah State, giving the Air Force Falcons their second win in a row. Milani Perry turned in a game-high 20 points for Air Force to go along with four assists, while Keeley O'Halloran posted 18 points and nine rebounds off the bench in the Falcons' 14th win of the year overall. That matchup against Boise State coming up on Saturday, by the way, will be the final regular season game for the Air Force Academy. And in a wire-to-wire road win, the Wyoming Cowgirls downed San Jose State at home in an 88-73 final. Wyoming moved to 10-6 in conference play thanks to a stellar shooting night, boasting a field goal percentage of 61% plus and shooting exactly 60% from long range in the win. 13 Cowgirls saw the floor in the victory, and Tess Barnes scored more than any of them, tying a season high with 21 points, while also turning in seven boards and a pair of blocks to boot. With seeding for the conference tournament very much top of mind, Wyoming welcomes Fresno State to Arena Auditorium for the penultimate game of the regular season this Saturday, and San Jose State looks to break a long losing streak against Colorado State in Central California this weekend. Happy to be joined now by 10th-year Fresno State women's head coach Jamie White. And as we look ahead to the weekend action of the Mountain West, Coach, we're going to look back at a tough 70-65 to loss against Boise State for you guys last Saturday. But it was another strong scoring performance from Diagene Harvey. She has really had a coming-out party as of late, scoring double digits in her last four games and eclipsing the 20-point mark twice in that span. Harvey posted her career-high 23 points on career-high 10 makes from the field against Boise State. What has been the best part of her development? development through this season her first in the program yeah well I just think anytime you have a kid that that goes to junior college or another college prior to and transfers in there's just that little span of having to understand you know where they fit in what kind of offense what kind of defense and I just feel like we we call her jaw Um, so I feel like jaw has just really I've been identifying ways that she can help the team and she is really a selfless player and wants to do whatever she can to help the team and she kind of found her rhythm in that Boise game that's for sure. And she's just in addition to a, a team full of offensive studs. Your, your unquestioned leader, though, offensively this year has been the Aussie Mia Jacobs, averaging 14-plus points per game, 7-plus rebounds a game. She's also put up strong defensive numbers to go along with that production. How has Mia's international experience playing for various national and pro teams down under impacted her style of play and the style of your offense as a team? Well, I think anytime we've gotten a, a player from Australia, they've been playing in their club systems for a long time and at a very young age. I think probably what makes Mia better than even some of her club experience has been her competition with her sisters. Um, her family has 
you know, been around basketball or dad coached her. And so I think, I think she's been pushed for a very long time and also has a, a couple, you know, nice things like being tall, being strong. Um, she has good, good speed for a, a post player. She has great physicality and uh, obviously her, her range to shoot the three, to score inside, and uh, just her urgency for rebounding has been special. And Coach, lastly, the Mountain West Conference has gotten plenty of deserved attention on the men's side this year because of the competitiveness of the conference top to bottom, but I'll say not enough has been made of just how tight the action is in the standings on the women's side behind number 24 UNLV. You've been around this conference for a decade now. Where is the Mountain West right now in terms of overall competitiveness from your eyes on the women's side? Yeah, I think this year, in the last couple of years, I felt like in general, um, you know, the entire league has gotten better. Uh, it, you know, it used to be maybe the top three, the top four were were getting votes or were knocking off big teams, but now you're seeing that throughout the entire um, conference, and which is really exciting and good. And and the other part about that is just the, you know. We the travel and the having to win on the road and the you know just competing day in and day out you you have to be ready to compete and that's I think making everybody better. It's been nice to have UNLV be in the limelight and they definitely have some some top notch players that have been helping in that way. And I think, you know, that and, and once that happens, then I think it's just kind of the snowball effect throughout the rest of the conference. Hard to believe, but the season winding down. Fresno State heads to Laramie to take on Wyoming this Saturday in the final road game of the year before returning to the Save March Center in Fresno for the regular season finale next Tuesday, welcoming in the Lobos of New Mexico. Fresno State head coach Jamie White, thanks so much for joining us here on the Mountain West Basketball Podcast and best of luck in your final two games. All right. Thank you. That'll do it for the eighth episode of the official Mountain West Basketball Podcast. Thanks for your continued support as we wind down the action and conference play here at the end of February and beginning of March. Don't forget to download the Mountain West app, follow my partner Nick Crickman and I on social media, and enjoy the rest of the week around the Mountain West Conference. So long.